We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is why we do this. Folks, I'm Kirk Henderson. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. It's a shade before 1 a.m. in Central Time Zone, and the Dallas Mavericks just had a come-from-behind victory, holding the Philadelphia 76ers to a mere 35 points in the to defeat them 107-98. to And after two shit-kicking losses, we're here enjoying a victory. Hope you guys are ready to have a good time. Or be quick about it and go to bed because it's really late. Let's see what's happening. Guys, remember the rule. Oh, geez. We already have a lot of people wanting to come up on stage. Remember, I'm going to bring you up. going to call your name out. Unmute yourself. Let's have a good time and let's fly through this. So coming up first, I see my friend Ruben. He's not been in here in a while. How are you, Ruben? Welcome to the show. Oh, there we go. I haven't been up in a while. (laughs) I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Man, what a win. That was was a hell of a game. Um, I think I watched that whole thing from beginning to end, even when the goal got fucked up. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been spot on the couch because the Mavs started winning after I switched spots. So now I'm not allowed to sit anywhere else as far as I'm. Yeah, you stay in that spot for every game for the rest of the season if it's like that. But uh, but no, uh, definitely have to give Luca his props. Like AK Baby LeBron with the two dunks tonight. I was like, wait, he, he, you know how many dunks he's he had this season, Ruben? Do you know? I do not. Ran? I do not. He had one, one, one dunk. <laughs> I need him to do that, like. All the time now, like get his jumping legs back under him because that he he got up. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like he got over drumming. Like, 
I didn't think he had that in him at all. Like just to yam on Drummond like that. Well, the but, Drummond, uh, like like some of his most iconic basketball moments have come over Drummond. I feel like the Mexico City dunk where he uh, threw that incredible lob to KP was also over Drummond. <laughs> and so it's just uh, you know maybe he's just a real big Jeanette McCurdy guy and he's really mad at the iCarly stuff. I'm not sure, but I will enjoy. The fact that he had that dunk because that second one was even more surprising than the first one. Literally, he like he used his speed on that one. Like he got around. Well, uh, Marquise Chris, like he knows how to you know block or like uh, set that screen. Like if it wasn't for him, I think Drummond would have probably got to him a little bit quicker. But Drummond was I'm a Marquise Chris like followed him like Luca and um I forgot who else was on him. Uh, I think Drummond and I, I don't remember the other guy that was on him, but he crossed both of them. And then Chris just kind of like followed him and then stood there and then kind of blocked uh screen Drummond out the way. And then, but Drummond still got around to try to get a, a block. But hey, it's you know much respect to Drummond to try to you know oh, for <laughs> sure. block. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. You gotta have some well, like like Luca got out of the way of a very similar fast break or like of a fast break dunk earlier where it's just like most guys make business decisions. So I agree with that. That's a good point for sure. And then uh, one last point, but great win, Reggie Bullock. That's why we paid him. Man, like that. Uh, it was one play where he missed, and then Luca got the rebound and then dished it right back. But a no look pass. That was like one of the plays of the game. I'm sorry, huge. man. That was a huge three. Um, and one last thing before I get down, this would be the perfect time to start trading players after a good win like this. I'm just gonna say that. Like I, I, I'm not stuck on nobody after this win. This is the time to hey, you see other people making moves. It's no reason the Mavs can't make a move, like a slight move. But this is the time, you know, Brunson. I don't even know his stats, but I'm, I, he was in the game, but I, I don't remember him doing anything spectacular. But when everybody's up, you know, like this, hey, this is the time to trade. But I'll, I'll get down now. But um, I'm definitely looking forward uh, for the Mavs to make a move in, uh, before the deadline. I'm not going to hold my breath, but after this win, I hope they still do try to make a move. Have a good night. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Thanks, you coming, buddy. Back Appreciate back coming back up. No problem. Okay, and Brunson actually kind of kept the Mavs alive in the second quarter when Luka went out, when things were really looking dicey. Like, I thought the Mavericks should have been down 30 at halftime. So I was, I was, you know, I'm a pretty mean Brunson person, just as a historical thing. So I thought he, I thought he did well. Um, oh, geez, guys, good gracious. Most of y'all really want to talk tonight. I know, you know, first, okay, I'm going to bring him up in, in, in a second, but I see someone who wants to talk about Boban. I can just feel it. Um, coming up next, my friend Brett. What's going on, Brett? Hey, Kirk. Yeah, so first of all, this is the kind of game that I feel like is one I'll remember in like a decade. Um, mm. Just with just with the both like the the caliber of the opponent, the weird circum like the weird circumstances with both like the really really late tip off, the 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 delay with the basket and everything, and then Luca like posterizing someone. Just all of that um, seems like the, it's a really kind of memorable game to me. Um, I mean, Dorian owes Bullock dinner for, for like making some threes and not <laughs> having this game go the way, like, like when Luca rested for like all of 30 seconds in the fourth quarter and Dorian does what Dorian's done for like the past month and just miss every, every shot late in the game. I well, we need just, to talk about how funny it is that Dorian made two shots on a broken rim. And then when they, yep. <laughs> couldn't hit anything. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like as soon as they fixed it, I mean, he he had like he had like six wide open shots, like wide open threes, at, like after that, and then just missed all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. In the fourth, like I was, like if they had lost at that point, honestly, like it, I would not have been mad. Like I, this is not obviously not a game that probably anyone expected them to win, considering, um, considering like who they were missing. Uh, but, but when, the fact that they were able to climb back from the big deficit, go up, blow that lead, and then go on another run again. Mm-hmm. That was impressive to me. Uh, like like that second run in the fourth quarter. Because, I mean, they held them, they held the Sixers to 35 points in the second half. The Sixers? The Sixers. Yeah. Who, who I mean, they scored 66 or in 63 the first, in the first half. Yeah, yeah, they, they scored like 30 and 33 or something like in yeah the first two quarters. And then they were held to like basically that in the final half. Okay. Other things. I obviously was up like was on here last time complaining about how kid needs to like yell at the refs more. I this like I was as you were saying on Twitter like I was very pleasantly like surprised like he must have like I don't know like does Cuban have like a PR guy like reading everybody's tweets like sending them to players and coaches or something? But he was like much more vocal in this game, which I thought was good. Uh, the refereeing was egregious again. Yeah, Ben Taylor. Uh, I mean, it's the same. It's just it's like basically the same crew again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thibel, like he's a good defender, but man, does he get away with some bullshit? I, so I mean, like Thibel strikes me as the kind of guy that if he were a Dallas Maverick, I would love him with every fiber of my being. Oh yeah. But watching the stuff that he and and let's like Joel Embiid finished with two personal fouls. Fuck that noise directly into the sun. That man. Fouled three times in the first quarter. Richard yeah, Jefferson he, he, made a point of being like, "Oh my gosh, like that was a foul." Let's. I can't wait to see that. And then they went to commercial, and we never saw anything again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- th- there was when they were when they were like down bad in the first half. I was very frustrated with the refereeing. Like, it did not really get better per se. It just it's just that it like there were like zero drives to the rim because of the zone, like mm. in the second half. And so like, like I, I mean, Maxi was the only effective sixer in like the whole second half um, because he's the only one who has any ability to do anything off the dribble, which no, no other sixer basically has. Um, yeah. Like, like, I mean, overall I was impressed by the commitment to the zone. Like it wasn't, they went to it for a few possessions and then said, Okay, we got some stops. Now we're gonna play our normal defense. They just must have decided at halftime, like this is the only way this is gonna work. Um, like it, like which, which is, like, am I wrong in thinking that this is also what they did in the past against the Sixers? I mean, the, the, it almost seemed like baiting them into bullshit because Embiid was roasting them so badly. It was like, oh, let's see what happens if we can see make them take any other shot attempts except for the ones that they're getting at will. And yeah, they, I mean, like the, am I, like Luca didn't end up with that many steals, but the ball ended up in his hands as a result of like tips from other players yeah. so many times in that third quarter. And the Sixers just couldn't figure out how to snap that. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it, it, what it does is it exposes that the Sixers without Simmons have basically, I mean, obviously without Simmons, Embiid's the only elite player, but really they have no great like elite ball handling ball handlers, passers, decision makers on that roster. And like playing that zone front, like fronting in the post, which a, that's the only way you can, th- th- this team 
like without Porzingis and Kleba is going to be able to defend and beat anyway. Um, but doing that makes them have to throw good entry passes, and that's just not a skill that most NBA players have these days. Um, and, and especially like on, like over the course of a series, obviously that's the kind of thing that would get figured out. But in one game, um, it really throws a team that isn't ready for it. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I mean over, overall, I'm just like glad that given the conditions of the game, that the Mavericks were like stuck in it in the second half. Um, and really in the second quarter, like as you said, like Brunson uh, kept them in it. Like every, like I felt like at, at the half they should should have been down 20. Um, and then, but keeping it at 10 is what really allowed them to to stay in the game. Yeah, really surprised. I mean, it's just a season-defining win. I, I, Especially I, after the last two games. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it's like, so crazy to me. Like a loss here wouldn't have been wouldn't have been meaningful at all. Like it, like it, w- it would be completely expected. But winning this kind of and winning it in the, in the way that they did, come from behind, you know, like a signature performance by Luca, um, like hopefully will give them some some energy going forward. I mean, boy, they need it because it's just the team needs to get to All Star break and then figure things out because we've not brought it up yet, but they they won without Maxi playing a minute. I mean, they were super small. It's crazy. Yep. All right, Brett, thank you so much for joining. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, I got to bring him up because uh, one of the things my man Akiva has repeatedly called for is Boban minutes. And Boban, in very little time tonight, I would argue effectively changed the game because he, he got Joel Embiid out of his rhythm. So, Akiva, hit that unmute button and, and tell us what you think, buddy. wonder if he went to the game tonight. He's unable to hit the unmute button. Um, We will see. We'll maybe bring him back up a little bit later. All right. Coming up next, then, is my friend Henry. Henry. So I fell asleep uh, at halftime. Man, we're all with narcolepsy. (laughs) I really, really envy you because you, Michael, let me me tell you what happened, though. So Bobby came in. And MB hit a step back three in his grill. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've like played the old school Street Fighter games where when you take a certain amount of damage, you see stars. That's literally what sure. happened when he sure. hit that three. So can I get like a quick five word recap of what the hell happened in the second half? I mean, in the third quarter, the Mavericks played a defense, a zone defense that resulted in so many turnovers and it was bananas. And then Luca, I mean, Luca just did Luca stuff where he was in such control of the game. It was like he was playing a different, a, a different basketball. Like, I, I don't know how to frame it other than that because he was incredible. I mean, Bobby Corrala tweeted something to the effect during the game. I want to go find it here. Um, Let's see here. What was the stat? It was since 2019-20, players with 30-plus points, 15-plus assists, and 10-plus rebounds in a game. Luka Doncic, eight. The rest of the NBA combined, five. And he somehow is top ten all-time in triple-doubles already. Like, already. what the hell is mm-hmm. going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's cra- and that's that's what happened. And And then, like, the thing that can't be really emphasized enough is that Luka's teammates came through, too. Um, there was a awesome and one in the fourth quarter where 
there was actually a Luka Doncic handoff to Jalen Brunson, and Brunson bulldozed Seth Curry for an and one. I mean, he missed the free throw, which terrified me. But it was just like the sort of the the sort of stuff we've been calling for in here, where it's like, hey, could we maybe use the two best players on the floor? <laughs> and they did it, and then they scored. It was it was nuts. All right, I'm going back to bed, Kirk. Appreciate it. Good night, Henry. Thanks for hanging out. Okay, we're gonna try to bring Akiva back up because uh, I really, I desperately need his uh, his his Beaumont take. What's up? Hey, my friend, how are I'm you today? Right now, I was looking forward to be. You know, it was like one of these games where I was like pre pissed off because I knew I was gonna have to stay up late and work, and then they were gonna lose, and then they didn't. You are 100 percent right. This is why we watch. I personally watch Luca invest time in Luca because I know more often than not I will get rewarded. Games like this, it's more often than not. It's uh, super. It's special, and it's almost hard to contextualize to people who don't regularly. Watch. And I believe he has a chance to go down as the goat at the end of the day if he wins. That's spicy. Lot. I love it. Uh, he he is that kind of player. I've I've seen. I saw the greatest. The Magic Bird was my favorite before this. Luca is unbelievable. Uh, there's only three players like this now in the NBA: Jokic, Luca, and LeBron. That's it. There's nobody better. Uh, uh, and I'll, 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 I, I have to say, again, um, they're playing better defense. I would probably, um, you have to credit Kid for that, uh, even if it's his staff, whatever. Sean, the young kid, face assistant coach. Uh, maybe that's uh, mostly him. But they, you gotta give credit to kid. But I, I will still say he's a bad coach. And I know, I know, I know you get crap, right? You also, you, I know you agree with me, and I know you get a lot of crap from these idiots <laughs> that, that defend kid. But the bottom line is, you should not lose games like the last two games they lost if you have a good coach. The guy's a shitty coach. We win. In, in spite of him. Well, I'll okay. tell you, I'll tell you though, we got to give him some props for tonight because number one, he did the thing you had been begging for, which is play, play uh, Boban, which threw okay. and beat off his game. For and three minutes. For three minutes. And it really oh. worked because Boban's, or uh, uh, because he started taking jumpers and never he really doesn't. went back to the post. Yeah. The crowd, the crowd went crazy. Uh, Boban, uh, you know, so a big deal. So Embiid hit a three the first play over him. I would, I would love to see Embiid uh, start putting up threes all game long. You know what's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to get creamed if Embiid, if Embiid shoots three. Well, and then the second thing that happened, and so my buddy, I think Dalton, my buddy Dalton, Dalton might be in the chat. I was cooking kid because kid does not defend his players. That's kind of, yeah. and that's a real, like that's a, that's not an unfair criticism. He yeah. just kind of does the Jason Garrett. Elbows together, clap, 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 bullshit. Yeah. He was running up and down the court like he was Theo Pinson tonight in the second half. Yeah. I mean, he was animated. He was all over the place. And and it it was sort of like it was as close to as, as inspiring as you can be as an NBA coach because it's like you can't be a rah-rah guy. Rah-rah guys don't get it done over the long term. There's too many games. And so, you know, that's really the first time that I've seen him pull that out. And you know what? It worked. And I'm just, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad, like, you know, I want them to be like the fourth seed. It's going to be really tough. There's a lot, they have a lot of stuff working against them, 
But winning a game tonight, you know, is awesome. The last two losses have been unacceptable. That That's a, a, absolutely correct. But the and fact I, that they won is wild. And I agree with you. Kids got to do it more often. Uh, you know, uh, but was it the game that we went together where he he was telling the, co- the ref, oh, you don't want me to embarrass you? He by said a, one thing. Yeah, that was all. Right. Was the whole night. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was it. Uh, also, I have to say, my my um, my uh, son-in-law Josh, he kept uh, he he told me today, oh, Thibault is gonna make it really harder on Luca. You know who the, the 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 players who make it the hardest on Luca, his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Though tonight they came through, so I gotta yeah, give- tonight they came through, but a lot of bricks bricks also on the wide open shots. Sure. Uh, I love Bronson. I love what he brings. He really stepped up this year even more. He's uh, he he him him and the better defense they're playing this year may make a difference a little bit uh, in the playoffs. I'm hoping. I'm hoping because you know we got a lot of guys in the chat talking about trade deadline stuff. I don't think Dallas does anything. I just don't think they can. I don't think they want to shake this up because. The vibe, like the feel of the team, you know, these two bad losses aside, like rallying twice to beat the Sixers. Is- yep, yep. I, I, I don't, I don't know if they have confidence. Nico Harrison and and, and Cuban, I don't know if they have confidence in themselves to do that to do the right thing. I don't think they it's just. Well, I just think it's tough. Like, like the there's a lot of uh, criticism. Like, you know, the the Clippers made a deal today, and a lot of Mavs fans were losing their minds about it, and. I just don't see how the Mavericks should have done something similar. Now I could be wrong because I'm not creative enough with the math, but it's just the Mavericks are kind of stuck and, and, but they're stuck with a team that's also like seems to really like playing together and like yes. playing for kid. And so we kind of got, I just like, I think like I'd almost be willing to bet, you know, the devil I know is, is something yeah. I'm willing to, almost willing Be- to accept, you know? Yeah. Better not to make a move than make a bad move. You're right. right. You're right. We, we saw the Rajon Rondo thing. Mavs fans who have been here for a while. And like the two early trades that the Mavs have done in the last 20 years, one was Rajon Rondo. One was Chris Stapps for Zingas. And I think, a fair yeah. amount of us would want both of those back. Yeah, I have more confidence in this management making the bad move <laughs> rather than a good. Well, thank yeah. you for no, joining us, Akiva. <laughs> no question about it. No question about it. But the, this is why we watch. And by the way, I dropped just for for kicks. I dropped eleven hundred on tonight's game. I never bet. I bet I had it. I knew in my bones the Mavs up. You know, Mavs plus one. I knew they were gonna win, so that was an easy bet. And they, you know. Uh, paid off. Holy cow! Yeah, my one of the guys who does betting for our sites, Lucas Q, bet both on Dorian Finney-Smith scoring the first basket with he, which he did, and then the Mavericks winning. And because he's on the East Coast, he fell asleep, so Luke won't know <laughs> that this actually happened until he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> and my and Josh, Josh says to me, "It's shocking that the Mavs are one point favorites. Why is it shocking?" Their records, the Sixers and the Mavs' records are pretty close. They are. They Mavs are. are playing at home. Why is it shocking? You know? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining, buddy. Right. Talk soon. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Who we got next here? Jason. It's been a while. Jason, you only come in here after victories. We need your doom and gloom when shit goes sideways. What's happening, buddy? Uh, doing good, doing good. Just been busy the past couple of days, and yeah, the past couple of games, I did not want to talk because I would have been a disaster. <laughs> I would have cursed the team out, so glad I came in after a win. But I don't know. I'll, I guess 
I didn't, you guys did, I even didn't get into it, but Bobo went pretty good tonight. I think he actually made a pretty big difference. It could have been like a 20 point game, and there's only 10 points at halftime. Oh, he made it kind of weird for a bead. Well, I mean, the fact that he hit that, that shot that sent him into halftime feeling good. There's just something about momentum. I know you can't really check hot hand. There's nothing that proves it, but the crowd in there tonight, and I mentioned this on my, the podcast that I do, um, Mavs Moneyball After Dark, like the crowd was all hardcore fans. The only people who were there were people who really wanted to be there. This was not a night to be seen in Dallas, which is normally what the lower bowl is, is people who don't know shit about basketball and can't tell you who anybody is on the team. You know, it's about half those people meandering around, pretty ladies and whatnot. And tonight it was like all hardcore people because they stayed during the 45-minute delay. They stayed past halftime when the Mavs were down. It was great. Out. I cannot remember the last time I heard AAC that loud. Oh my god, it sounded so loud on the TV. It was great. Loved it. I loved it, yeah. And I guess one more thing. I, I, did we talk about Reggie Bullock? I guess we probably did, but like those two threes back to back, just huge. Like uh. I think it was only four for eleven for the night, but oh my god, just actually hitting some shots for once and oh my god he's been better lately it seems like i think they mentioned he had the highest plus minus of the team the past like january and february so he started to turn it around a little bit reggie block starts off slow and ramps up through the season are we he finally get- got it he finally got it so you're the second person okay four of 11 from three five of 14 overall man i screwed that up on our podcast oh oh well four of 11 from three i'll take it i'll take it I don't want to take right, too much Jason, of everyone's thanks. time, but good night, everyone. All right, later, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. All right, coming up next, we have – I'm going to bring on folks whose name I don't see as often, so everybody forgive me if it takes a while. Steven, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to the show. Steven, hit that unmute button. You have an incredible avatar, slightly blasphemous, but big fan. Um. All right, Stephen, we'll invite you back up if you can figure out the unmute. Uh, coming up next, then, we have, I want to say it was my friend Isaac. I just saw him join. Isaac, welcome. Hit that unmute button there on the bottom. There we go. What's Yo, up? how you doing? I'm all right. What's going on? I, I pulled you over from uh, Twitter Spaces. I feel guilty. I What's did. I saw, I saw you reply, and I was like, I'll hop on. I haven't hopped on to one all season. I've been meaning to, but I just keep forgetting. So, yeah, I'm finally here. What do you got for us? Uh, just a good win. We really needed that after our last couple of games. Like, Jesus. But, yeah, we played a good defense in the second half. Zone really came in handy, so that was nice. I mean, I needed it because here's the thing. It's uh, 120. I am pretty sure I am on early child duty in the morning, which will start oh, in, no. like, four and a half hours. So it's a lot easier to do this after a win than Definitely. after a loss. Yeah. I yeah I, this I this is why I'm not a big content creator because I could not if we had lost by like twenty the, I would not have been able to make content I literally would have just gone to bed oh yeah but see for see but that's the fun part like what ends up happening is after they lose I do one of two things or three things I talk to my wife about it and she doesn't care I talk to Twitter about it and then I just get mad or I talk to everyone else about it here in which case by the end of it it becomes jokes and well, so when they win a game like tonight it's just it's like this was just a reminder, you know. It's really hard to not watch Luca play. Where it's like if if he's playing, you kind of want to tune in because it's like Akiva, who was just on up here earlier, noted the chances of seeing something special like just go up exponentially. And 
I mean, it's a crazy ass game tonight. Like I'm jealous of the people who were there. No, I I wanted to go, but the weather's been so bad. I literally I I take the train when I go. Oh yeah, yeah. The dark shut down for re- for reasons like oh hey, there's snow some well, places. I didn't I didn't know it was shut down, but like the drive is usually thirty minutes to the station. It would have been three <laughs> hours with what the weather was, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Nope. Sure. I'm sorry. Like sure. But, uh, yeah, I've got Jason Terry in my Abby, so I have to bring that up since we're in a Mavs, you know. I <laughs> uh, know. He looks good. He looks good there. He's smiling. I miss Jason Terry. I was just talking about uh, – I, I threw this in the Mavs Moneyball Slack, and someone didn't know what the what the term Pujit meant. And it's like, well, pull up, jumper, in transition. Jason Terry was the master, and the Dallas Mavericks need someone willing to take a dumb shit Pujit every now and again. That's right. the thing I think is missing from the team. That and a center. <laughs> <laughs> That can play 80 games and not 45. Like. No, that is a, that is an objectively good take, Isaac. I like. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll get my I'll get my hot takes off on the next time we lose, and I'm ready to trade the entire team except for 77. That's right, and most of us were ready to trade the team by the middle of the second quarter. So yeah, I mean, and they came I'm, back. I'm still on the. It, it's one of those things where, like, if you can get a good return, which that's the big question. It, don't trade them for scraps, but like, you know, if you can make the team better, make the trade. That's right. No, that's right. That's right. And I'm not, I just don't think they do anything though at this point. I, I don't think so either. It, it, at the most, like a marginal move, you know, an end of the bench guy for another end of the bench guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We still got uh, two games in a week. About six days, something like about that. About five, five days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it is Saturday. Well, yeah, thanks yeah. so much, Isaac. I appreciate you uh, hopping uh, social media to hang out with us. Of course. Talk to y'all later. Yep. All right. Coming up next, let's go with Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hello. Oh, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, first time on. A little weird. Not a problem. It is odd at first. Thank you for joining. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to point out, like, you've been kind of on the whole Boban just needs to play, like, five minutes every game. Just see what happens, because especially when the other team goes on a run, the game has to change when Boban comes on the court. That's the bottom line. He has, The game has to change. You saw that with Embiid when he was rolling. That It suddenly becomes a Boban Marjanovic game when he's on the court, and you know, whether it's good or bad, give him five minutes to see if it changed the game, it changed the game for the better. With how bad things were going, it, it did, you know, cause things were going bad. There was simply no downside. And, and the fact that it worked, I don't know if it's like the turning point, but if you were to like list, uh, you know, five or six things, which led to the Mavericks winning his three minutes. were Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, you get teams that go on runs against you. And when they go on runs, you can change the way that they play just by putting Boban Marjanovic on the court. Just by putting him on the court, they have to deal with him on the defensive end, on, on the, on the defensive end and that, you know, he can get his layups and get the passes in, into the inside. Somebody has to come over and help on him. Or on defense, you know, you saw him beat, had to pull up, even though Mar- Boban isn't the greatest. Defender and beat had to pull up from the mid range to shoot the ball. Yeah, and it, it changed the offense. It changed it completely. And he he you know he's not 
he's not a guy you can play 30 minutes a game. But 10 minutes a game, just to find is, – is he going to change the game? Or if something starts going wrong, put him on the court. It changes things. Right. It's just – there's so many times this team starts failing. It starts, oh, here we go again. The other teams hit, like, you know, whoever we're playing against hit four straight threes or they're dominating us on the offensive boards. Like, just put him in the game. <laughs> Change the game a little bit. Change the entire flow of the game up immediately. <laughs> I I hope they try it. You know, they need to buy minutes um, for certain people on their roster because, you know, it's like Maxie was out tonight, but Maxie can't play for 45 minutes. He needs to play like 25. And so it's like, if it makes things weird for a few possessions. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a lot for Maxie even. I don't, I, I'm kind of, kind of done with Maxie at this point. <laughs> he just, he's, to me, he's like a 10 to 15 minute a game player. He, he's sure. Be, he, he he's not he's not a threat offensively in any way. In fact, he doesn't want to shoot the ball. We see that several times. It's why it's such a f- breath of fresh air seeing Bullock in the starting lineup playing with Luca because Bullock gets the ball, and if, if there's nobody within two feet of him, he's shooting, and that's that's valuable. Even if he misses, it's valuable because you have to cover it. Uh-huh. You don't uh-huh. have to cover Maxi. If he's two feet behind the three point line, you don't have to cover it. You don't have to worry about it because he's going to take his slow wind up. He's probably going to shoot a a long bricking three, and you don't care if he shoots that. And I know last year he shot over forty percent, but it was sort of an anomaly. You know, kind of the same with a uh, uh, Brunson shooting over forty percent last year. They're, they're, those are outliers. If you look at their career percentages, and you don't have to worry about them shooting the ball. We're, we're Bullock, like he's he's going to shoot it. Right. No. It's threes a game. He's going to shoot the ball. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate you joining us for the first time. I hope you come back. I like your avatar. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate All it. Right. Yep. Talk soon. Okay. I can hear my kid waking up repeatedly. It's been like four times during the show. It's one thirty in the morning. I have a feeling I'm going to pay for that one way or the other. But let's bring on some folks that I'm not chatted with. Um, Stephen, let's try you again. How are we doing, buddy? Sorry, sorry. Um. Nah. My apologies. Uh, but anyways, um, I I'm kind of like a, you know, I'm kind of like a script guy. Like you know, you know, like this is the agenda and this is how I want it. And, sure. Um, and uh, I certainly, I certainly got hey, on national television. Getting you. You solidify a spot in the top ten triple doubles list, and you do it while having an amazing game, like literally taking a team, putting it on your back, and 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 literally he he was just shrugging it off, laughing it off. That's some Michael Jordan stuff right there. That. That was one of the craziest games. I it, that, was, that was on level with the Memphis game this year, uh, uh, in January, uh, in the middle of January. That I was at that game, by the way. But it's just crazy. It's that's crazy. I, I, that's the first thing I want to say. But yeah, yeah. Well, the Luca stuff is fun because I made a comparison point. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but two seasons ago. 
Nikola Jokic came into the year out of shape, gripey, and did not look good. Uh, and then by the end of it, the Nuggets were, I want to say they ended up losing to Portland in the playoffs, but you know, the guy rounded himself into shape and was just unbelievable at moments. And Lucas seems to really is sort of following that path where many people understandably wrote him off for how he looked early in the year. Yeah. And now he looks like a different guy. Tim McMahon quietly slipped into his power rankings piece this week that Luca is 15 pounds lighter. Well, I mean, the man dunked the ball twice. Tonight. <laughs> like he just, he's a different guy than he was in, in like mid, uh, mid November. And that's, you know, as, as a couple of people have pointed out throughout the year, when the young man, because he is a young man and we need to reference that time and again, if he commits himself to being, you know, kind of a top tier, uh, athlete, like if he, you know, commits to a diet and, and, you know, just like trains a bunch, like he's going to be terrifying. Like he's never going to be like the kind of athlete that LeBron James is or even Giannis is, but he has so many physical tools that it's just like you watch a guy do that tonight. And there are people, you know, this happens on my social media timelines where it's like, why can't he do that every night? And it's like, well, the man's 22 years old. Can we relax? And it's just, I just enjoy watching it. Like this was two games in a row where he's just taken the team on, on his back. And frankly, this one, they won, which is great. Yeah. Here, I mean, but here's my position on it because, you know, it's good. It's good that he sheds pounds, but I, I I, I like him having those pounds because, you know, he he can use it to his advantage in posts up, post ups and stuff. He, 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 I, time and time again, I see him dominate those. Getting into the into the room against smaller guards, like when he's in mid range mid range area, mm-hmm. his arsenal is unstoppable. unstoppable. He's got such touch because there was a he missed a mid range jumper tonight where he got the rebound, like it came back to him right in the middle of the lane, yeah. and then he just sort of teardropped a floater over Embiid without moving, and it's sort of hard to explain how difficult that is to someone who hasn't played because like Embiid's in his face and he's just dropping the ball over him without really moving. And it just requires a level of skill and a lot. And, and, you know, Richard Jefferson mentioned this where it's just like nothing bothers Luca when he's, when he's surrounded by dudes. And it's, it's just, it's just like, he feels like he's playing a different sport. Yeah. This is, this really comes from like, yeah, like when he when he was playing with pros when he was like thirteen, he he's just he's just he's played basketball his whole life. It's he's just a natural. He's it's it just comes basketball comes with him. It, That's it, right. It's crazy, but yeah. Well, thanks, Stephen. I appreciate you joining us. Hope you come back. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, see who else is waiting. We've got a long line, um, and I apologize if I don't get to some folks tonight. It's just I want to bring. People up who I've uh, names I don't recognize. Harris, how are how are we tonight? Welcome. Oh hey, how are you doing? I'm. Uh, so I was just looking over the percentages uh, over this end of this game, and like we're shooting worse than them. We took about the same free throws. We made a little too, but we still won it by a heavy, healthy margin. So I'm just thinking that the attempts we need to do for this team, for like the guys we have just needs to get a lot higher because, like, we can't expect Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney to go 
like three or five or four for eight, but ball can go for four and 11 and three for eight. So if we increase the pace for this team a little bit more or play against a slower, a team that's slower than us than Philly, I think that's, that's more of a successful formula for us. Mm, I like this Harris. So on the podcast that I had held before this with uh, my, my guest host, John Gennaro, uh, Gennaro, he's going to kill me for that. I keep butchering his last name, even though I've known him for a decade. Um, pointed out that he thinks that that kid in this half urged them to push the pace, which he really hasn't done this year. Because the Mavericks are among one of the slowest paced teams in the league. Yeah. And they have like I've wanted them to play faster for three years because Luca downhill is horrifying. And he just likes to survey. He likes to look mm-hmm. at stuff. But they really pushed tonight. And I think it made a difference in the second half. I mean, part of it was spurred by the turnovers. Yeah. But you know, you take what you can get. And I just think they need to push after makes or after makes and misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think you mentioned it earlier, the the Luca to Jalen uh, after he, he got the double team and Jalen just passed by uh, Seth mm-hmm. Curry. Like we need to see that a lot more too. Like it's like the, him passing to a three point uh, pl- three point shooter or a lob isn't like the only thing Luca can do off a double yep. team. And if yep. they're doing it so much, like that's going to be so helpful for Jalen, especially when he struggles against length, getting him yes. against like a weaker defender. Like uh, they need to do that a lot more. I don't know if they're like saving it, but like we're, if we're losing games to the matching Thunder, they can't be saving. So. I think both of the guys like to have kind of a my turn, your turn offense. Like it reminds yeah. me of early Dwayne Wade, LeBron James yeah. shit from uh, back with the heat. And yeah. it's just, you know, we'll make the game easy on yourselves. Yeah. Teams was, can't was, stop that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was annoying because, like, uh, the last game in Oklahoma, like, uh, Jalen put, put us back in the game with, like, a 10-point streak by himself. And then Luka comes in, and then we're only running the lot offense through Luka. We're not getting a lot of good looks for Jalen, too, and they're not playing off each other. So it's just like, well, we, he's the hot hand. Like, let him get some looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is good stuff, Harris. This is yeah. This is key because it's – you know, there's only – they play very few – they only play, like, 25 games after the All-Star break. And some of those games are going to be kind of get right games, healthy games where they let guys sit because, you know, they're probably going to stay in like the five, you know, four, five, six range is kind of their, their window. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just need to start doing, you know, this is where Porzingis being hurt sucks because yeah. they just need to start doing some stuff that, that you can see them projecting moving forward. And I think, and I hope rather, I don't think this, I hope Carlisle or a uh, kid is not like Carlisle because Carlisle would never run shit that works. He would like find a play that worked mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, well, we'll see it. We'll see you in, in May. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. just like, cause they never ran like the Porzingis, uh, Luca pick and roll. And no. you know, I, I don't know. I like winning games by good margins and, yeah. you know, seeing them spam stuff that, that works. And so it's like the Brunson, uh, Doncic stuff. I, I would love to see more of just would love, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be very important to me. Definitely. And then one last thing, I think. Reggie has shown that he should probably be starting over Maxi and Dorian moving over to the four, which he's he's done a decent amount. And Maxi, I think, would be benefit from having like the few shots that he does feel capable of taking in those like ten, like if he's playing ten minutes rather or ten twenty rather than thirty. Like I think he'd be more impactful and be fresher for more games. For the, That'd uh, be my the, preference because I think they just ask Maxi to do too much. Yeah, and Bullock's shown that he can he can hang with the minutes and he can, he's comfortable taking that many shots and he'll shoot when he wants to, when it's available for him. I think he, I think he almost prefers taking more shots because yeah. if he's getting six a game and he misses his first two, he's becomes mm-hmm. tighter in a snare drum. Yeah. And he, it, like Tim will do that too, but Bullock plays defense. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim's a space cadet. Hope he gets yeah. well soon. Well, thank you. Yeah, Harris. We, I appreciate you joining. 
Yeah, thanks, man. Been really enjoying the last couple of episodes. Thank you very much. Okay, coming up next then, um, let's go Sam. Sam, hope you haven't fallen asleep at the wheel. Hey, what's going on? I'm still here. I'm, I'm hanging on. Um, but uh, I'll make mine quick. I know it's late, but yeah, I, I agree with the last guy actually because I felt like in the beginning of the season they should have started Bullock anyway. It should have been um, before we, before Tim was just cold as ice. I felt like it should have been Luca, Tim, Reggie, Dorian, and then Porzingis. Like and that was the lineup. I thought that that made sense. Do we remember the days of the bullshit leadership council? Ah, uh, yes, good times. <laughs> Yes, and now the only problem is I feel like now is because uh, Jalen's starting, and if you put Reggie in the starting lineup, I mean, who's going to run off the bench? I I definitely don't want to see Trey Burke play ever again. Like, that that dude is trash. Um, So much for, hey, we need to show us what you got, and he showed us nothing. So (laughs) uh, let's um, let's end that experiment. Like, Frank Nilekina, I mean, I I still like him. I still think he could do a couple things, but I think Jace is kind of getting tired of him at this point because he takes him in and out really quick. He did so, hit a four-point play. He did. Which, hey, it, it, was, it was needed. It was needed. So I don't mind that. But um, <clears throat> my point was before before even that, I don't want to be negative, but, like, we're going to kill Luca because we, we go on that run in the third, plays the whole third, he, he balls out. We take him out for two minutes, and then they go on an 11 nothing run. So it's like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to make a trade to make a trade, but I've been saying that we have to make some type of trade just to change something up because at the end of the day, like I've been saying, our goal to get out the first round this year. And I love Porzingis, but can't rely on him. Like, he's just going to get hurt. That's just what it is. And Tim's out probably for the rest of the season. Maxi is... I don't know what's going on with Maxi Dorian, man. I don't know what's going on with him. Like he made those first two shots and then he was just, he was just struggling and it's just hard to trust this team because you know, what's going to happen. Like, you don't want to, like, I was even saying it on Twitter. I was saying, okay, let's not start the fourth quarter off the same way we started the last two. And then they went down 11, nothing. So it's kind of like, Oh man, here we go again. But they were able to pull it out today, which was good. I mean- you're describing why I drink during games sometimes because <laughs> it's just, it's just like the same game script and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still I still rest my laurels on the Goran Dragic, not you know buyout option where he comes to the Mavericks and then he slaps Luca with a towel and tells him to quit the bullshit and then there's just like a down downhill effect because. Luca playing in like Luca was key in a big game tonight, and you know they've not won that many nationally televised games. Just it was just nice. I, they are going to grind him into dust, but I don't know if they're going to do it this year because frankly they're using a lot of like they're using a lot of the stuff to play him into shape. I mean, I was I was expecting him to come out of the game, come back into the game out of gas, and he didn't tonight, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, and that, and that's good because obviously you could just see the difference in his face. He's really, you know, he's really gotten into shape, which I hope he could just take this as a lesson because, like you said, with Jokic, now that he's who he is, he's MVP, mm-hmm. MVP candidate. And, hell, even look at Embiid. You got to worry about with Embiid is injuries, but even with him, he was coming into, you know, coming into seasons that he wasn't in the best shape or he just wasn't taking it seriously. Then he got a competent coach, and now he's an MVP candidate. He, one of the best players in the league. So it's like, 
Luca, like, cause for the last couple of years, he's been the betting favorite, I think, for MVP, and then he just falls off, and he's not even like talked about. Yep. So, I would like to see next year, hopefully, you know, with the regular off season, he just takes it seriously, and then he could just take himself to that next level. But um, I'm not worried about next season. I'm worried about this year, and hopefully, we can make some moves. That's my favorite part about this season is uh, so we have a, a writer of Mavs Moneyball. His name's Jordan. I doubt he's going to get this far into the podcast, but uh, Jordan hasn't been able to write or watch as much as as he used to previously, just because life experiences. And a game like tonight is one where he pops into our group Slack and he's like, "This is you know this Dallas Mavericks team is winning the NBA championship," and then he just leaves. And and like when you watch them play a game like this, it's like, ah, yes, this is why you this is why people think they can make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's it's the same thing though. Golden State. It's the same thing with when they play Chicago and Dallas. I mean, I feel like the like the problem really hasn't been the defense all in all this year. It's been the offense. Whenever guys just not hitting open shots. So if they just hit an open shots, I mean, who knows what we can do? But right. it's just a matter of do you trust them to hit those open shots when it gets in the clutch? And that's the problem we've been having. But like I said, I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna take this win. We got Atlanta on Sunday, so uh, that's all I got. You have a good night. You as well. Thanks so much, Sam. Talk soon. Okay, see so if we got anybody else waiting. We're going to fly through. My man, Mr. Dang, how are we doing? I feel ecstatic. Holy cow. I feel like a bipolar patient that I'm dealing with. Oh, my God. This is insane. It's good to be happy to stay up late. We've we've stayed up late many of these nights. Um to to you know angry and so this is nice this is a good change of pace it is very nice and you know the difference is luca but at the same time you know he's in shape but his basketball intelligence is and his vision is really what sets him apart and we take when he takes on the leadership role and he's accountable you know and he's playing defense you know that's that's the biggest change that I also saw in this game mm, mm. you know he's hustling he was fronting the ball. He was helping on the weak side. You know, it was really great to see that, the accountability. You know, if we're going to get to the next level, I'm not sure if we're going to get Goran, but if we're going to get to the next level, Luca has to mature emotionally on the coach, on the court and become a leader. You know? Well, it's interesting. And I'm not, you know, we have a few Slovenians in the chat, love people who have watched Luca for like 10 years now. Hey, just let me get that out of the way. Um, I think the, one of the main things I've heard the most from people who have watched him longer than us is that at the moment, we who have watched him less amounts of time are expecting too much. And I waffle on that a great deal because my initial reaction is of, we absolutely are, of course, like he's 22. Then my secondary thought is he's 22, but he's also like a top five player on the planet. So like, how do we, how do we reconcile those two things? And so my, my, my conclusion when I think about this one, I'm not super hyped or, you know, angry or whatever is that the Mavericks have not surrounded him with enough talent and with enough leadership. And that goes back for most of the time here. You know, I was wrong about them letting go of JJ Barea. Barea was pretty important to, to Luca as a sort of consigliere of sorts. And so that is why I harp on some of the stuff with veteran stuff, because right now, like the closest thing they have to a veteran leader is like either Boban or Dorian. And it's just not when, when they're low, they're real low. And so that just, that's a, that's a concern for me. I mean, 
tonight's just a, it's just such an overwhelming win but they all, it was also like an extremely emotional win that they that they persevered through during probably three or four stretches when I thought they were going to get blown off the floor you know Oh yeah and another thing that I really liked seeing the thing that turned to not only was the the zone defense is when they started attacking when they started attacking and penetrating and kicking out that's when they were having success with the three-pointers Yep you know? It really turned the tide of the game, you know, when they, he, he changed his mind and started going to the hole and then trusting his teammates at the right time. You know, I hope he never, you know, stops doing that because it's hard to get a player to make the right play. You know, it's up on the rest of the team. Like Jordan had to have the, another cast around him so they succeed, you know. So even though right now we're not succeeding with some of the, some of the times, you know, he passes out, he still has to have that because eventually I hope and pray that we'll have more success in the future by getting better players or getting more yep. players accumulated to the spotlight. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for staying up late with us. Well, thank you, Kurt. I appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. What a great one. It's good stuff. Yeah. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Okay. Matt, you've stayed up very late. You're going to take us out of here. All right, Kirk, thanks for having me on. I'll get right to the point. Amazing game. Um, and I'm going to give you a spicy take um, for sure. And Luca has has reminded us um, tonight what he's capable of as a top five player in the league. I think we've kind of forgot his capabilities. Two years ago, he had all these amazing games where he just controlled the game. And and we've kind of been missing that uh, this year, except for the past couple of weeks. He's kind of got back in the form where pretty much every other game he's just completely controlled it. Like tonight, been the best player on the court. And I think this suits well for the playoffs um, because the playoffs, when it comes down to it, the team with the best player ends up winning the series most of the time. And quite frankly, if we didn't match up to the Clippers who I think we might have forgot were probably like the one of the favorites to come out of the West the past two years. We might have won a series. I think so. And this year, unless we play Denver, um, it's a toss-up with Denver, but if we play Memphis or Utah, Luka will be by far the best player on the court. And there's a good chance we can make a run. These all-time greats, um, LeBron, Kobe, Magic, Jordan, they all make the leap to the conference finals finals before we expect it and i think luca if you know some some cards fall away um every you know some players get hot some role players it's definitely possible to to make a conference final run if if luca um you know keeps up this play which we know he's he put he balled out in the playoffs last year so i have no doubt Ooh, that he'll bring man you know like like the thought of luca going into the second round with the sense of confidence teams don't want to play luca that's that's just the thing like even the Suns, like like Luca. Do you blame them? No. <laughs> all this, no. all this jaw talk recently. That oh, all these people want jaw. Are are you kidding me? Luca just strikes fear into all these teams. No one. This this league is Luca's, Giannis's, and Jokic for the next five to ten years. And yeah. I I just why would you want to play Luca? Just especially what you saw how he just decimated the Clippers with no help the past two years. I just don't get it. Um, and, yeah, he, he's been showing up lately. And this is just a reminder, easily the best player on the court tonight. Um, we have a team that's given him fits with the 76ers. Thibault is an excellent perimeter defender with his weird playing behind the ball 
um, and like deflections and all that stuff. Um, and he just tore him up tonight. I, I was worried coming to this game and man, what a game. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you for staying up super late to hang out and talk with us. Hey, thanks, Kirk, man. Thanks for having these podcasts all the time. I love them. I'm great. glad to hear that. It makes me, it makes me happy because sometimes it feels like a very stupid series of decisions by my part to stay up till 2 a.m. to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. However, not on the East Coast anymore, so it's a lot easier. Because last year I would have been doing this till 3. Everybody enjoy part of your weekend. I'm pretty sure the Mavericks play on Sunday. I've not actually looked that far ahead to the schedule because my goal was making it to Friday because this week sucked. Everybody be good, and we will talk soon. Uh, thank you for participating in Mavs Moneyball Group there.